Hello everyone, how's it going? I am Mavernell, he of many faces. Welcome to the and, stream. Uh, sorry. Oh. And with me is my my lovely guest. Uh, Kyrie Aki, the Atlantean Shaman. How you all doing? Yeah, hello. My, uh, hello. my... Sorry. <laughs> no, no, go for it. Go for it. We're we're getting used to this. This is this is first yeah. time for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're uh uh. I forgot what I was gonna say. Actually, no, I was just. Gonna, I was just gonna, <laughs> oh wait, wait, no. I was gonna I was gonna say my my usual greeting, which is uhelile, uh, which means uh uh well uh, howdy there, kind of something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then, we are already off to a great start, Pudos. Welcome, Elmer Mouse. Welcome, Great Prince Zoe. How is it going? Oh man. All right, I do want to let's let's just jump into it, start chatting about stuff. Uh, first, uh -huh. before we do anything else, I wanted to get into your background, Kyrie, because uh, because mm -hmm. you've actually done stuff related to animation, like not directly animating anything though. I don't think, but other stuff yeah uh i have um uh i have trans i have uh, translated uh, a couple of shows for their uh european portuguese dubs uh, to air on tv nice um, uh i've translated uh if i can go into specifics i translated uh monster Her monster hunter stories right on i translated uh inazuma 11 uh aries uh, and uh, my favorite work that I've done uh, is uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle, or better yet, the new the new adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle, the the one that came out in uh, 2017. Uh, other than that, I've also actually voiced in uh, two movies. <laughs> nice. So yeah, you actually have experience in the animation industry, unlike me, who ju is just a fan and likes to watch stuff, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is good. Which I is mean, good. I mean, I was I was super lucky to to get to get those to get those things. Well, one of my one of my uh, voice acting works, I wouldn't actually call it like a work because um, it was in two thousand and eight. I was very young and super nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and you yeah. can tell you can tell if you go watch it you can tell <laughs> uh, i i i bet that <laughs> i probably would have been the same way at that age uh if i yeah. had gotten a voice acting role i honestly at this age if i got a voice acting role i'd probably just completely screw it up so <laughs> oh man well that's cool that's you, I didn't realize you had actually voiced in stuff. I knew that you had done some localization work uh, and translating and whatnot. I, it, speaking speaking of that, actually, uh, I, I did want to go into a little bit about uh, translating and stuff mm. uh, before we actually yeah. talk about actual animations. Uh, translating, localizing, how does that work? Mm. I Because, like, we get to hear about it now and again from folks, but, like... I always like hearing more perspectives about like how how do you localize like what 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 gets changed in the translation you know mm. okay 
so um, one thing uh, one thing that uh, I am usually encouraged to do. Uh, by the way, uh, I'm not the only translator in the family. In fact, my brother is the one who's a full time translator. Mm. Uh, so a lot of what I know, he started before I did actually. So a lot of what I know and a lot of what I've uh, done and experimented with uh, came from him originally because he's the one who started. I just learned from him. Um, well, one thing that, well, it starts with a, a good understanding of the English language and not just a good understanding of the English, of the English language as written, but as spoken as well, like, you know, colloquial uh, language. Uh, because it's it's something that it's something that uh, some translators and I've heard I've heard actual voice actors complain about this, uh, you know, voice actors, dubbing actors, the ones who have to read what you write. Yeah. <laughs> so that it gets so that it gets uh, aired on TV. Yeah, I've heard I've heard a lot of them complaining about um, about how the text doesn't feel like it knew what the original was actually about it sometimes it feels more like a word by word translation than anything else um so this is to say that there are translators that work like that i i don't usually i don't usually like i try to be as faithful as possible to the original um and in fact if i'm translating from english but the original is japanese usually i also have the japanese on uh to see like because i don't i don't know a lot i don't know a lot of japanese like i don't know conversational japanese but i know enough that i can catch on some some expressions and some words like and and uh, if i catch a few words i can tell what the sentence being spoken actually means if i compare it to the english especially mm -hmm. so so what i usually do what i what i usually do is uh I try to I try to be like I said as faithful to to the original, but if I see if I if I see that there's a chance to make it so that it flows better better in uh, in my own native language, which is uh, Atlantean uh, psych, it's Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> I usually I usually say that uh, Portuguese is modern Atlantean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, as we all know, the Atlantis sunk underneath uh, Portugal. Uh, well, one of the one of the places where uh, I mean, the version of Atlantis where I am from is part of the Portuguese continental shelf and the Portuguese exclusive economic zone. So, yeah, it it, it is it, uh, my my version <laughs> of Atlantis is indeed in Portugal, is in Portuguese territory. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so, so, so Elmer, yeah. Elmer Mouse had a had a comment here. In other words, it needs mm. to feel more natural to the voice actors. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Though that sometimes sometimes there's also like uh, other things that we have to take into into consideration, which is um, sometimes like sometimes the actors also know English. So if they catch that you're not that you're not translating like uh that you're adapting too much they're going to ignore it. That sometimes <laughs> happens. <laughs> Just ignore your translation 10 out of 10. Uh 
Okay. So so you have to strike a balance between like a, a faithful raw translation and like a, a, adapting it so it flows a little better in Portuguese. Yeah, yeah. You're looking. You're looking for. You're looking for the best for a, a for a good middle ground between the two because you also because you also don't know you also don't know who is going to read it like i've had i've had a couple of experiences where like okay because unlike a lot of uh, like translators uh when i have when i have the time i do like to check out uh what the actors did with my writing uh, my brother also do does that and it's interesting because there are some actors that pretty much adapt everything they see and there's others who say exactly what we put on the page, like verbatim. And it's interesting to 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 see which ones do which. Oh, and uh, there's there's one there's one voice actor that like uh, I I didn't get to work with him all that much, but my brother mm -hmm. has. Um, my brother, by the way, uh, my brother, by the way, uh, he's been the official translator for Beyblade in European Portuguese for like uh, ever since like 2019. Beyblade. So, like, if, yes, if you watched if you watched an episode of any season of Beyblade post 2019, so Beyblade Beyblade Burst. I should I should mention it's Beyblade Burst. Um, if you've watched anything from Beyblade Burst Evolution onwards, uh, it was my brother. Or in, in like, there's, there's a slight chance that you also can, might catch an episode translated either by me or my, or my mom. <laughs> like Dang. when, um, yeah, when, uh, when the workload, when the workload gets too much, uh, my brother, uh, asks me and my mom for help. And uh, we're more than happy to do that. I mean, <laughs> uh, my mom wanted to be a translator as well. So, I, and I get a feeling that when she when she retires, she's gonna start doing this, <laughs> like full time. Hey, that's super cool! A whole yeah. family of translators. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. yeah, except for my my dad. My my dad is an engineer. <laughs> He's a civil engineer. Well, he was. He's retired. He's retired already. But yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Nice. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, as I was saying, okay, so in Beyblade, there's this one voice actor who's been there from uh, from the from the beginning of uh, Burst, of Beyblade Burst, and uh, I don't know why, but he manages to say every line that me and my brother translate exactly like we pictured them. It's amazing. That's great. <laughs> It's the best feeling when that happens because we're like, oh, dude, this is only going to fit if he says it like this. And then he does. And it's awesome, especially since like we're not involved in a recording process at, at all. Like mm. as soon as as, as soon as um, as soon as as soon as we send, as we send the emails with this with the translated scripts, our job is done. So. So it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing when that happens, when everything fits so perfectly. Like it's it's the best feeling. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Oh my gosh, that it sounds like he's a good voice actor. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, he's. Uh, I can actually. I can actually tell you his name. Uh, his name is Michel Simeon, by the way. Michel uh, Simeon. Yeah, Michel Simeon. Uh, he okay. voices in in Beyblade. Uh, in Beyblade Burst, he voices Vault, the main character of the first few seasons. 
Okay. I haven't actually watched Beyblade. I, I am vaguely aware that it actually has a show <laughs> attached to it, uh, attached to the toy. Mostly has, I just know it, the toys. It has a bunch. It has a bunch of shows, actually. I think that Burst is like... Oh my god. The third major iteration of the franchise, because there, there was the original. You know, with Tyson and Kai and uh, all those uh, and all those nice fellas, uh, there was Beyblade. There was Beyblade Metal Fusion, and I don't think that there was any between Metal Fusion and Burst. Not sure. Don't quote. Don't quote me on that. Okay, <laughs> but, uh, I will. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, whoo. I feel like I just got info dumped on a little bit. That's that's cool Sorry. though. No, no, it's good. That's I, half the reason I pulled you on here is because you can just ramble on, and I can just like prompt you with questions and just sit back and listen. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff though. No, I, I the other the other the other half of the reason is that you have actually worked in animation stuff, and I think that's super cool, and that's something I've always wanted to do. Uh, uh, thank you, Elmer Mouse, for uh, clarifying the uh, the pronunciation there with a with a good spelling. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also had uh, someone. Elmer, Elmer oh. is Elmer is one of my regulars, by the way. So I I had I had gathered that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for stopping by, my dude. <laughs> we also had a question from Grey Prince Zo. Uh, earlier about mm -hmm. DBZ and whether or not we're both familiar with it because it's apparently gotten mm. a couple of English dubs. I'm not as oh, familiar yeah. with DBZ. I do know that there's... I, I, I have watched a bit, but I know that there's like... There, there's a new version that came out, Dragon mm. Ball Super recently, and I think the dubbing actors are mostly the same. If I remember right for that. I don't know. I'm not as familiar. Uh -huh. Are you? I I was under the impression like um like someone in chat could probably correct me if I'm wrong but I think that the dub of Dragon Ball Super is kind of like a mix between most of the earlier Dragon Ball Z dubs which like mm. in English in English it had like it had at least two that I know of uh, th then there's the then there's the you know obscure Mimi kind of ones, like yeah. uh, okay. So there's there's at there's at least the Funimation and the Ocean dub. Basically, Funimation right. done in uh, done in the U.S. Like I think between Texas and L.A. And yeah. uh, then you have uh, and then you have Ocean, which uh, is based off of Vancouver in Canada. So oh, I didn't know about so, Ocean yeah. at all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, there's a lot of Canadian voice actors that are super talented. Like, they've been okay. working. Like, a, a lot of them, a lot of them are veterans ever since like the the late '80s, and oh, they're wow. still working. Uh, I can tell you right now, one of my favorite Canadian voice actor voice actors is Kathleen Barr. Um, okay. If you wanna, if if you want to know who she is, okay, so. Uh, I can give you at least two major roles that she did. One was Trixie from uh, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. Okay. And, uh, and the other that I usually use as an example, because it's a bit of out of left field, but, you know, mainstream enough that most people will know, is uh, 
uh wait what was marie canker from Ed and Nettie. one of the canker <laughs> sisters <laughs> really so, wow yes oh yeah, man uh, Ed, Ed, and Nettie, Ed and Nettie was voiced in canada really i yeah wait really <laughs> it was voiced yes. in canada yes <laughs> i'm i'm getting my mind blown today this is a <laughs> I okay. This is this is a hundred percent of the reason why. Like this is why I brought you on because you just know stuff that I don't. This is great. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But I, but uh, yeah, all of this to say that yeah, those those voice those voice actors and yeah, I mentioned uh, I mentioned uh, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. That was also that was also voiced mostly in Canada, mostly because sometimes they got like, okay, so first you have Tara Strong as Twilight Sparkle, and uh, she recorded her lives, I think, in in, in LA. Uh, but then you also had like the other guests, like John Delancey as Discord, um, and st stuff like that. But most of the cast, most of the cast that's in My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, Especially like the background ponies and uh, you know the male incidental characters, yeah, a lot of them voiced characters in Dragon Ball. So, <laughs> wow, that yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that, I guess I shouldn't be too surprised then, if since yeah, there's not too many people in the voice acting industry. Yeah, at least like at least like in Canada, I get the feeling that if you want to work in uh, in voice acting, you have to move to Vancouver. There's no there's no two ways about it. That's how it is with a lot of things in Canada. Unfortunately, you either have to be in Vancouver or you have to be in Toronto. And there's like or uh not oh yeah, it's like Vancouver, Toronto, or Ontario. Those are like the three places where everything's at in Canada. And the rest of yeah. it's just empty. <laughs> yeah, like the memes say, right? Yeah. Like Can't... the Canada is just a, the great big wilderness, and then there's a couple of cities, cities here and there. Yeah, just big empty wilderness. Uh, there's three cities and a pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> That's all anyone cares about. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But yeah, and other than other than those two, other than other than those two dubs, there's for example the big green dub, which is a dub that was done. I don't remember where exactly, but uh, uh, I don't think I don't know. Was it Malaysia? I don't know. It was it was some it was somewhere out of left field like that. <laughs> Uh, and what? And it's called the the big green dub because that's what they called Piccolo. Oh my god! <laughs> they called Piccolo big green. Oh, exactly. That I. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Ten out of ten. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the reason why I know of it is because of a reviewer that I that I watch. Uh, I haven't caught up with uh, with his latest reviews yet, but like, he he made a review. He made a review of the of one of the Dragon Ball Z movies. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember the title. the The actual official title, but the but the big green title was "Strongest Guy in the World." Strongest guy in the world. Oh, what a title! 
Yes. Oh. oh man. Okay. So uh, I'm still on the topic of voice Sorry. acting. Uh, I just. Uh, and I didn't. Uh, by the way, I didn't oh. even. I didn't even talk about the European Portuguese dub of uh, Dragon Ball Z. That also reached meme status on the internet. Oh gosh! By all means, go for it. <laughs> okay, I don't like. I don't remember like the specifics on why it happened the way it did, but the thing is, uh, let's just say okay. Imagine if you had Dragon Ball, but uh, dubbed by uh, hmm, how can I put this? Uh, I didn't want to say like small town hillbillies, but that's that's kind of what you got. Oh my god, <laughs> small town like, hillbilly dub. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, which it wasn't. It was dubbed in the capital, <laughs> but uh, but it but it had this very like country esque feel to it. Like uh, let's uh, and and they adapted and they adapted the. Can, can I can I swear? Can I swear? Oh yeah, by all means, go for it. They adapted the shit out of it. <laughs> oh god, did did they like, just turn it into Andy Griffith at some point? Is that is that basically what happened? I'm not familiar with Andy Griffith, but I'm gonna say that probably yes. Oh. It's kind of like, kind of like, for example, oh, and the Saint Seiya dub also got the same treatment. It's just that Saint, since Saint Seiya isn't as big as Dragon Ball Z, the Portuguese dub isn't as infamous. Let's put it oh, like okay. that. Uh, like, uh, for example, I was trying, I was trying to think. Oh, right. Uh, okay, so there's one scene. There's. Um, uh, someone should someone should really like uh, translate and translate a couple of uh, those uh, clips uh, of the European Portuguese dub into English. Like uh, you know, either either like try to actually dub it or just you know close captioning it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like for example, when uh, uh, there's a scene where Goku is uh, trying to show Vegeta how to do the fusion dance, and mm. Vegeta just uh, and Vegeta just goes like, "Look here, I'm no ballerina. You got that?" Oh my! <laughs> oh, to be fair, that does actually sound like something Vegeta might say. Yeah. But like, yeah. it just off enough that I'm like, ah, mm, eh. yeah. Oh, uh, one of your uh, one of your chatters is saying, "I know, I know." A European dove had villains basically sing instead of scream. Uh, yeah, yeah, like because because they were not familiar with the whole uh, power up uh, scream trope. So oh. basically, what so basically what they did was they just made stuff up. Okay, so the character has to be has to has to be vocalizing something, right? So what they did was like they started off okay. Uh, okay, I'll I'll just I'll just demonstrate for you what what they what they usually did. Uh, so I'm, start, I'm so listening. You start like they so start so you start the power up. Ah. Oh, you you cut out. I think your I think your uh, voice activity oh, automatically sorry. limited you. Oh dang it! Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. Okay. So I'm gonna. Okay. So I'm gonna do it a little bit lower. So that. So. Okay. So they do the power up. Ah. Ah. 
Oh my god. <laughs> just like that until the character shuts their mouth. That's incredible. I... <laughs> what a... Now I'm at... Now imagine that, but like full power, you know? Yeah, no, I'm like borderline just like imitating Opera House singing for it is kind of what it sounds like. Yeah. Oh man. That's fantastic. Yeah. So if you have if if you're if you're curious, uh, search for like uh, por uh, Dragon Ball Z Portuguese European Portuguese dub. You'll get you'll get a lot of Brazilian uh, people in the comments saying that that's not the right dub because there's this you know rivalry <laughs> between you know the the both both uh, Portuguese uh, bo both versions of the, of the Portuguese language you know. Oh uh, yeah, it, it yeah because there's a similar uh, problem with Spanish I know where there's oh uh, yeah there's a European Spanish obviously from Spain. Uh, then you have mm -hmm. Mexican Spanish. Then you have Puerto Rican Spanish. You have yeah. American Spanish. Uh, and then you and have Argentinian Spanish. Argentinian Spanish, Brazilian Spanish, which is its own thing. And we're not even getting into the versions oh, of Spanish that go over and exist. Uh, Brazilian Spanish? Brazil has its own uh, brand of Spanish as well, in addition to Portuguese. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think the ranking for languages spoken in Brazil is Portuguese, Spanish, and then English. Oh, okay, okay. No, that, that makes sense. That, that makes sense, actually. But yeah. Geographically, it, you know. Yeah, it, it, I'm given to understand it's uh, almost exactly the same as Argentinian Spanish. But I, I again, this is just... Second-hand knowledge from uh, mm. talking to folks uh, who I used to work with in restaurants, because uh, mm. you just you end up working with a lot of folks from uh, other places, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what I have to say about the European DBZ dub. Yeah. European Portuguese DBZ dub. That's <laughs> I'm. I'm wowed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh let's move away from translations and dubs a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I did I did want to get some opinions from you uh, cuz mm -hmm. I have opinions on this about uh okay. 2D and 3D animation. Mm -hmm. Uh do you like one better than the other? I'm putting you on the spot. Mm, okay. Uh I, it's like this, um, I'm an old soul, right? <laughs> mm. So, uh, I lean more towards the, towards the 2D animation side of things, but I am not, I am not one of those people who go like, oh, if it's 3D, I'm not, I'm not interested. <laughs> Because I know that there are, I know that there are people like that. Yeah. Uh, that are like completely uninterested in animation if it's not 2D. And I think that, no, dude, there's a lot to like about 3D animation. Like my major issue, my major, my major issue with 3D versus 2D is not so much, is not so much what goes into it. It's more the fact that we seem to have 
replaced one for the other, and uh, I just don't think that is okay. Because they're still very different mediums. Hmm. No, I, I agree. That That's most of my problem with uh, the uh, Western shift to primarily 3D animation. Uh, in some cases, only 3D animation, like with Disney. They've, they don't yeah. do 2D at all anymore. Uh, yeah. Which is a shame. It is. It's, they could, they I... could do. They could so. They could do so many cool things nowadays with like the like the power that uh, that computers have nowadays. Like, can you imagine? Mm. Oh, I I can because uh, Japan's <laughs> over there doing it right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, especially so. Okay, so I prefer two D animation, but almost all of my favorite works blend two D and three D. Uh, Fate Zero. Oh. Oh. Uh, Titan A.E. come to mind. Both, both of uh -huh. those. I uh, Violet Evergarden actually uses 3D animation as well, which is one of my favorite animes of all time. Uh, oh. So, but it, but like the thing is, is like there's a lot of 2D animation in there too, but they use 3D to accent it, right? And like, yeah, yeah. You know, bring bring That's more to the table. Yeah, no, that's and that's what I feel is a shame because that's the direction that animation in general was going with, like during the '90s and early 2000s, and mm -hmm. they, they just dropped it. Yeah, but like it's I'll, just I'll never mm. ever shut up about the crime of uh, what, what, oh gosh, I my brain's uh frying. Uh, 20th Century Fox shutting down their animation studio. Titan oh, AE was the last thing they made, and oh, it was so good. It was, it was such a perfect blend of 2D and 3D animation. Like it was flawless. You couldn't even tell if you weren't looking for it that they were switching between yeah. the two. Oh, yeah, no, like you know, you know, I I watched the movie in preparation for this because <laughs> <laughs> it's only one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can I can see why by the way I can see why. I mean we we can talk about it we can talk about it in more detail later but yeah. Oh yeah, Tiny went so hard. Yeah, it did. Uh, Kirby right back at you. What is that? Kirby right back at you. Okay. Uh, that... I think I think that that is the four kids title oh. of the of the of the Kirby anime. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> the transformations yeah, was 3D. DDD um, was 3D. Interesting. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that, so I can't really comment on it. Uh, uh, uh I didn't actually have television during that time, so mm. I completely missed all of the Toonami and 4Kids stuff. Uh, I went back and watched some of the Toonami stuff later on, but I, I completely missed that era entirely. Just, it 100% oh. passed me by. Yeah. Uh, like, the reason why I know of uh, Kirby right back at you is actually because of YouTube poops. Oh my god, YouTube poops. Yeah. Ah! Specifically... <laughs> Specifically, the ones from a creator named Gabu Chan. I'm not sure. I don't know if you're familiar. Wait. Oh, no, that is ringing a bell in my head. What the? What the heck? 
I don't. Okay. Okay, I'll help. I'll help you. It's the guy. It, it's the guy who e ended most of his YouTube poops with the Nazumanga Dayo dedicated sex. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes. No, I. Okay. Oh my god, I. I'm sorry. I'm having like time whiplash because that. Oh no. I'm so old. I'm getting so old. It's been so long. But it Dude, both of us, and, and like I do, I do a lot of time traveling. So my sen my sense of time is all messed up. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that. You know. <laughs> Ooh, my God. But yeah, like YouTube. Sorry, that's... I'm just I'm stun locked from YouTube poops <laughs> being brought up. I I'm completely like my brain's completely fried from that. I haven't thought about YouTube poops in years. Oh my god. Uh, there's, a, there's a few creators who have kept going actually. Really? <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'm following I'm following at least two right now. And uh I think that Gabuchan actually is also still kind of active not as much as he used to be. But uh But but yeah, he he keeps uh he keeps up, up, uploading stuff sometimes. Uh, one of my one of my favorites of his is uh IOU a YTP which is a quack pack YouTube poop. <laughs> Oh my, I might have to go, uh, I might, I might have something to do later today. <laughs> go watch, go, go watch some YouTube poops. Oh, that, that was an era of YouTube, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. gosh. I, yeah, it was. I think, I think when I found my first, uh, well, I first started watching YouTube, YouTube first started becoming like a thing when I was in middle school. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm. Just, I'm just so. I'm just being teleported back to then. I'm like, uh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. That that's just completely stunlocked me. Uh. Let's. That's let's, okay. Let's move on from that. YouTube poops are a little off topic, even if they do feature a lot yeah. of very excellent animations. Unless they're using. Uh, unless they're sourcing Dingo Pictures stuff, which. YouTube poops were prominent in 2017, though. Wait, what? Uh, were they? they? Uh, I'm not sure. I think that I think that there were still a few going on during that time. But uh, YouTube the, poops the, was the mid 2000s. The goal, yeah, the like. Uh, uh, I think that it had like. Uh, I think it had like you know, waves, so to speak. Uh, like, like a little renaissance. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, like a couple of re renaissances. I think that the latest YouTube poops that are, you know, important, important, like as if like YouTube poop can be like important, but I think that the last resurgence was indeed in like 2017. Okay, because like I remember them from like 2005. <laughs> That's... Yeah, yeah, no. I remember I, I remember that I remember that era. I also remember like the around 2011, 2012. Uh I think that some of the times that Gebuchan was uh particularly active as as well as other like creators that I personally enjoyed like like uh Avojaif not. I think that's his name. 
the names the names of the, the names of the guys who did who did the YouTube poops were also amazing. There was big a big fat pooper scoop. There was I teach Vader. Oh my God. There was the Chairman Forty Five. There was Deeper Cut. There was I'm a person. There was Ijula Mom. Later Oirama Pop. <laughs> oh my God! The these names. Ten out of ten. <laughs> I wish my branding were half that good. Oh my God. Um, okay. That, 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 that's enough, that's, that's enough, that's enough YouTube poops for now. Yeah, so... Go on. Okay. I'm... <laughs> I'm like complete. I'm trying to get myself back to the topic at hand. I'm having a hard time, though. Uh, I just want to talk about Sorry. YouTube. Uh, no. It's okay, it's fine. This is, this is, this is good, this is good. Uh, so... Okay. We were talking about 2D versus 3D. I mentioned a few of my mm -hmm. favorite shows. Uh, what 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 are some of your favorite shows? What 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 is your what really got you into animation? Like, what were some of the earliest shows that got you into animation? And what were animated some of your favorites since? Uh, animated shows. Yeah, yeah, or 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 movies or movies mm -hmm. and works of animation that got you into okay, uh, animation. Okay, uh, works, okay, works of animation. Uh, it's interesting because I, uh, like, you know those, you know those question and answer things that sometimes go around on Twitter? Uh, hmm. I think that I, I think that I answered, uh, I think that I answered one like that, like, uh, I don't know, the day before yesterday or something. Oh. And basically, and basically what I said, uh, and this, this still stands, it didn't change from, from the day before yesterday to today. <laughs> uh was um was uh i think that for me uh it kind of started with it kind of started with the lion king mm. and it's like and it's uh it's not a linear it's not a linear story because i was always like i always liked animation i always liked uh animated movies and shows i mean I uh, I grew up with them. I kept liking them, even though the world started telling me that I couldn't like them anymore because I wasn't a child anymore. Uh, but I but I just kept I just kept going. Uh, what? But the Lion King is what got me to do more research and get more into the actual like nitty gritty of uh, what animation is and what makes it great. Okay. Um, because like, uh, and, and this was in around, uh, 2006, I don't remember exactly what spurred me on. I think it was actually finding out that the Lion King and the half was a thing that existed. So if oh I want to get God. technical, if I want to get technical, it wasn't actually the Lion King. It was the Lion King one and a half. Oh my God. <laughs> Lion King one and a half is a treasure. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It, I, like, I appreciate, I miss the Disney that would release an entire movie into theaters as a fucking joke. Oh. Because <laughs> it's yeah. it, the entire, the entire Lion King one and a half is just a massive joke. But it's so <laughs> good. It's such a high quality joke. Yeah, no, like one thing, one thing that uh, that I keep having to like. Some sometimes you see like 
I mean, I don't usually engage with the discourse all that much because I was burnt a few times, like in the past. Oh yeah. But uh, but usually, but uh, usually, I, I was on DeviantArt. That's all you need to know. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. So. So yeah, uh, but sometimes I do see, you know, some takes like, oh, the Disney Direct DVD sequels, they were so like, they were so bad and stuff. And like, and, uh, and this is people that you can tell have only watched like, I don't know, Cinderella 2 or something, you know, some of the really low quality, low effort ones. Oh, yeah. And immediately, and immediately assume that every other Disney sequel is like that. Like, no, guys, not every not every Disney sequel is either Cinderella 2 or a failed or a failed prequel to an animated show. I'm talking about Atlantis, by the way. Uh, oh. Or, yeah, what the, the things we lost, man, the things we lost. Oh, there, were, there was only uh, the one Disney Atlantis movie. OK, the second what? one was OK. No, 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 I was joking that there's only one Disney Atlantis movie. <laughs> the second one was okay, but that prequel thing that they made, I... Mm. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I do want to in Japanese because Romy Park, one of my favorite seiyus, voices Kida, and I'm all for that. Nice. Uh, one yeah. moment real quick. Capro, congratulations okay. on getting the job. Oh, dude! Congratulations! I don't know you, but... Yay! Capro's yeah. <laughs> been working very hard to get into an internship at the uh, at a museum, I do believe. Uh, so I'm very excited for him. Oh, cool! I would love to work in a museum. I mean, yeah. just look at me. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um. But um. Uh, but yeah. As, uh, but yeah. Uh, as I was. Uh, as I was saying. Okay. So. I, I learned that the Lion King one and a half existed. I absolutely loved it, especially since, okay, my favorite character in the Lion King is, is Simba, but my second favorite is Timon, okay? And okay. knowing that he had like a whole movie where he actually has like a character arc and stuff, that is like, ah, that is awesome to me. Oh, and yeah. Especially, yeah, and um, especially like, at that time, I was really into uh, Portuguese dubs. I mean, I only stopped being into Portuguese dubs in, in around, like, uh, 2011, 2012. Mm. Um, and I never really left. It was, it, was just one of the, it was just one of those things, like, oh, it's kind of painful to go back, you know. You know so you kind of keep your distance a bit. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, what a... Uh, one one of the things that also helped was uh, okay. So I'm a huge fan of uh, Timon's the Portuguese uh, voice actor, uh, who's uh, um, his name is Andre Maia, by the way. He also voices uh, Clopin in uh, in the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, he also voices one of the dragon heads in uh, Quest for Camelot. Remember that? <laughs> Wait, oh, Quest for Holy moly, Quest for Camelot. <laughs> I yeah. forgot that exists. Like, my brain is active right now. Neurons have activated that have not been activated <laughs> in many a year. Holy moly. Many a moon. In many a moon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. but, uh, 
Yeah, and uh, he also did like a bunch of other things. Like he was very prolific until he moved to Greece. <laughs> oh. So so yeah, like, and I usually say, oh, I miss him so much. But yeah, he he's still one of my favorite. Uh, he's still one of my favorite voice actors. I mean, I'm sure that if Elmer is around, he'll he'll chime in because he does that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, and he and he doesn't usually get to voice main characters like in movies and stuff. So when so when uh so uh so that was a great like opportunity for him. Okay, so like I love I know I love I know I love Nathan Lane's uh, Timon as do you know most people. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's but great. Uh, but to me it was extra special because it was one of my favorite voice actors voice voicing the main character who was also a character that I loved in his own movie. So, so yeah. Um, but yeah, so, and one thing happened during that time. Again, this is 2006. Uh, and uh, the internet was starting to become a little bit more like it is now. It was slowly moving away. It was, it was slowly moving away from the, you know, just, oh, just uh, one or two websites on the internet and starting to move more into like, uh a rep like a, a reservoir of knowledge other than other than wikipedia you know yeah 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 so i, I found so i found uh, i found this lion this lion king website this lion king well website no this fan site oh. with all sorts of uh different info about like the making of the movie and uh, production notes and all of that and uh oh wow and and that's that's pretty much what uh, got me into the animation rabbit hole because then I started appreciating all the other animated works that I already knew in a different light. That was also that was also when I that was also when I started looking more into, for example, the Looney Tunes uh, in more detail. It, it, I mean, that was also helped by the fact that at the time Lunatics Unleashed was still airing. <laughs> oh. Gosh. Uh, yeah. Um, Love I have, Looney Tunes. I, I have I have opinions about Lunatics Unleashed. Oh, <laughs> but by all means, go into them. I want to hear them. I Lunatics Unleashed was, I liked it, but yeah. you know. Yeah, like uh, I think that Lunatics Unleashed is probably one of the biggest cases of untapped potential that I've ever seen. I can agree with that. That's that's my that that's like the basic gist of my opinion on it is, is that if they played their cards right, because it's like this. I mentioned this before, I think, that like okay, so immediately by setting and by setting yourself apart from the classic cartoons, like okay, no, this is not Bugs Bunny. This is Ace Bunny. Mm -hmm. This is not this is not Lola Bunny. This is Lexi. This is not Wiley e. Coyote. This is Techie Coyote. Immediately by making the characters not the original characters, like you're not putting, like you're not attaching a jetpack to Bugs Bunny and making him an action star. That's not what you're doing. What you're doing is taking the base of Bugs Bunny, the character, and creating a new character out of that that can still feel in some areas like the original character, but still has enough freedom to move around and be their own and be their own person. Yeah. And I, th and I think that, and I think that that with an action comedy uh, show, that would have been 
so cool. Like there is so much that you can do. And especially like knowing the backlog of uh of Looney Tunes, well, I wouldn't calling I wouldn't call it lore because it wasn't exactly connected. <laughs> but you could yeah. create lore. You could create mm. lore from that. Like, um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say like this, for example. Uh, for a while, I started thinking, oh, what if I did my own version of the Looney of the Lunatics Unleashed? And uh, I can tell you that one of the things that I would do uh, would be okay. So get some of the earlier Looney Tunes, you know, the ones that are forgotten. That yeah. some of them were brought back, like in that one episode of Tiny Tunes and uh, like Animaniacs and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh. But but yeah, but they were pretty much dead by the time oh I don't know Daffy Duck premiered, uh so yeah, um but yeah so I thought of getting those guys making uh and making it like okay you know what the lunatics the lunatics are not the original superhero team there was another one before them and they would have been those guys the, those guys would be veterans and the team would have dissolved for for some reason and uh, the members would be all like oh you know what you're doing is not worth it like you don't like it's not worth it. it's not worth fighting for this and uh, stuff you know mm. and uh okay yeah, that would be yeah, cool basically, yeah basically go a bit more a bit a bit deeper a, a bit deeper with that because action comedy has so much room for for amazing stuff you know like because you can go you can just go wild with it no absolutely like so like appending onto that like where you can have a character that's clearly like a copy quote unquote of another character and like taking it in a new direction while still like maintaining some of the roots i think a good example of that is oh it, invincible that's what it's called uh the invincible comic and then the show like, clearly, like, the main character's dad is supposed to be a Superman analog, but they took it in a completely different direction. Like, yeah. it's it's not a one-to-one -one comparison to what you're talking about, but I think the, the idea of, you know, taking a base and then building on it in a different direction is there. And, yeah, I, I agree. Like, Lunatics Unleashed could have done that. Like, they... They, yeah. they could have done something cool like that, where they took the baseline and then just went with it uh, in a completely different direction. Maybe not a completely different direction, but a different enough direction to be unique, right? Yeah. Like, one of the things that, uh, one of the things that always bugged me about Lunatics Unleashed was the fact that they felt the need to come up with villains for this show. And I'm like, dude, couldn't you use Looney Tunes? Couldn't you use like a more obscure Looney Tunes? Like it's two thousand, it's two thousand and five, and like, like it's not the nineties anymore. And and still, you have access to the to to the WB library. I mean, I know that WB as a company is kind of weird because they have a lot of money but no idea how to use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mm, I have beef with WB over what happened with Stargate Atlantis. It's it's off topic, but I have beef with them oh. over that. <laughs> I might have to look into Stargate Atlantis just because of the name. <laughs> it's it's very good. I I mm, it's it's a good show. It's okay. just if you ever go into it, be aware it never actually got a proper ending. Mm, okay. Uh, and and 
there is pain. Pain. That's all. <laughs> pain, suffering, sadness. As it is with any great show that gets cut off yeah. before its time. Yeah. Not like... Uh, I was gonna give I was gonna give an example of a show that I fell in love with, but uh, it got it did like it did get an ending, but you can tell that there was so much more that the that the creators wanted to do. Actually, yeah. I can give two examples. Actually, actually, I can give two examples. One that managed to use its time very well, and another that didn't. Uh, the one that didn't was Rennie Cunningham, Ninth Grade Ninja. I've uh, I never even heard of this. Yeah, no, it's it was it was a show. It was a Disney show, actually. Um, it it was super style. Basically, okay. So you know how Ben Schwartz is in everything right now. Yeah, I'm aware. Before all of that, he was Ronnie Cunningham. Oh. Like when I like uh first when Ducktales 2017 was announced and they said, oh Ben Schwartz is gonna voice Dewey, and I'm like, what Ben Schwartz? You mean Ronnie Cunningham? Ben Schwartz? Oh, okay, I can already tell what this character is gonna be like. <laughs> and I like it. Uh, and then when they said, oh, he's gonna voice Sonic, I'm like... Wait, we're talking about the same Ben Schwartz. Okay, no, I know that this is gonna be great. <laughs> I know that this is weird, this is weird, okay. but I know that it's gonna be great. Uh, and, yeah. and, even before, and even before that, I joke that Ben Schwartz voices... Voices... Uh, ninjas, blue things, blue ninjas, because he voices Leonardo. And the other example that I was gonna say, the example of a show that got cut off but managed to use its its remaining time super well, Rise of the TMNT. Like I have never seen a show rush through so many plot points in such a little amount of time, but still manage to make it hit every single time. Like the emotional beats all hit. Really? I haven't seen Rise yeah. of the TMNT. I, uh, most of my experience with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was the 90s show that I had. The 90s show? Yeah, there was the one in the 90s, and we had a bunch of them on VHS. Wait, the, in the 90s you had Ninja Turtles Next Mutation. That was a, that, that a live-action show. Are no, you talking about maybe, that one? No, it was an animated oh. one. It might have oh, been okay, from the that... 80s, actually. Yeah, okay. It, it was the 87 one. Okay, gotcha. Oh, okay. It was the 80s. Look, I I don't I didn't necessarily go back and look at it as an adult. I just had a bunch of them on VHS <laughs> when I was a kid, and I just I knew it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I liked that a lot. <laughs> also had the, I had the I had the NES game too. I. I was really oh. big into Mutant Ninja Turtles when I was very, very young, but that never carried on into my adult years, but I I still like the concept, and I saw the trailer for the new, uh, is it a movie or show they're doing? I actually forgot uh, already. Uh, the Rogan Project? Yeah. The, uh, that's, that's a movie. Okay. It looks interesting. That's a movie. Oh, by the way, uh, if you want, like, uh, I don't know, should I? I was, I was trying to think, like, should I recommend to you the Rise of the TMNT movie? Because you don't really need to watch the show to be able to watch the movie. You know, th this one is on Netflix, by the way, which, okay. is, why, which is why I'm recommending it to you. Um, sure. But um, 
But yeah, like I think that oh. I think that the show is on is on Paramount TV, but like I don't know where that's actually available. It's not it's not available in <laughs> Portugal, for example. So <laughs> probably only the U.S. as as is common with these things. I'm loving the art style for this. It it's it's awesome. Like I wish more sh more animated shows nowadays looked like that. This is great. Here, let me try and pull this up real quick on on the stream because I want people to see this because this looks cool. <laughs> it moment. is. It is. I can guarantee. We're gonna... It does have a few things that are that are a little bit like weird if you're used to normal TMNT lore, but it like but it's Ooh. like. It's a completely different direction, but it's a direction that really, really works. Hmm. All right. You know, like it, it's not oh, it's not like one of those things that are like, oh, it's going to take this in a new direction because uh, because we feel like it. No, this, this feels like there was actual meaning, like an actual direction that they wanted that they wanted to pull for. Yeah, it yep. looks good. Like, yeah, that right there. I mean, I'm sold. I'm sold on this. Uh, there Watch was a, it. Hold up, hold up. There's one other one that I saw here. I'm, I gotta copy the link for this one because this one's too, ah. too funny looking for me. <laughs> this right here is mm, magnifique. <laughs> those eyes. How could you say no to those eyes? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Okay, I have a new show to watch. Excellent. Yeah, oh. and it's not like, and fortunately or unfortunately, because again, it got it it got cut short. Uh, there isn't too much to go through. You know, it's short but sweet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's the definition of short but sweet. Okay, I like that. I like shows that like. Get in, tell their story, and get out with, like, a solid ending. That was... Yeah. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I think Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood's so popular, because it's just... Okay. It's 50-some-odd 50, 50 episodes. We go from beginning, we go from end, and that's it. That Yeah. They're, they're, it's just a story that has a beginning, a middle, an end, and it's it's good, <laughs> it's solid. The animation's good. The story's good. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. We're not trying to like, yeah. you know, have this stretch this out for 300 plus episodes. We're just trying to tell the story and get out and do a yeah. good job. And oh, I, more shows need to do that. Yeah. More writers need to know where they're going before they start writing, mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah, that's actually one of the reasons why I want to go and watch Attack on Titan, because apparently that's the case with Attack on Titan. The guy oh. knew... He had... A, he already knew the ending when he started writing it. So, like, it was just a matter of how he was going to get there. And then he mm -hmm. figured out how he was going to get there, and then okay. he wrote the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, that that is interesting. I'm, I'm, not, inter I'm not interested in Attack on Titan, but uh, kudos to the guy. We, we need more of that. No, for sure. Uh, and th that's most of the reason why I want to go back and finish it. Because I watched the first season, it was alright. I liked it a lot. The animation in particular is very... the They, they had a unique way of going about it. 
uh, with some of the 3D action shots they integrated into it. I like just some of the scenes of them moving around the city are just peak peak animation. I don't I don't have another way of putting it. Like it's just it's so good. It it almost reminds me of some of the stuff that uh gosh, I'm having a hard time remembering the name of the studio, but they did the newest versions of uh the Fate series animes and a bunch of other stuff as well. I love them as a studio. I I hate that I can't remember them. But just excellent integration of 2D and 3D animation. I look I love 2D animation. I love 3D yeah. animation on their own. But you put them together and it's just better. I don't... Yes. We yes, need... indeed. We, we need more of it being integrated together. Like, and, and well. Not like the weird, like, walk cycles of the Goblin Slayer. Dude, it's so... <laughs> the... Did you see that? Some of the stuff no, in the Goblin I mean... Slayer anime? No, but I can imagine... <laughs> I can I can imagine like oh. and my my no, my knowledge my knowledge of anime has been you know a little bit rusty in the last hmm. uh, in the last few years. No, um, that's reasonable. <laughs> I uh my I'm the opposite where I'm I'm more into anime than Western stuff just because the Western stuff has been disappointing me a lot lately, mm. unfortunately. Um, yeah. Oh, and to uh, newcomers who uh, are only just arriving uh, recently, such as Zans. Hello and welcome. I am Mavernel, he of many faces, and this is Kairi Akita. We're talking about animation, translation, dubbing, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And actually, yep. I'm going to, <laughs> real quick, uh -huh. in case people want to follow Kairi. <gasps> There is the YouTube, of course. Yay! I'm given to understand you're going to be doing... You were talking about doing some shorts or videos of some variety talking about animation-related uh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, I want Yeah, I want to do that. Uh, I've, uh, I've got the script for the first one already written, actually. Nice! I'm looking forward to that. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, th this after this after I got sidetracked with uh, another project that I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to do. <laughs> I but uh, but yeah, I, I've I've scrapped three projects in the last month alone. I feel it. Uh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, it, it, you're not alone. This is this is okay. normal. This is normal. I I at least okay. I think it is. I don't know. Apparently, Mr. B scraps like sixty percent of his projects or something like that. It's crazy. Oh okay. Yeah, so, so I mean, if someone that successful is doing it, I mean, there must be some merit to scrapping projects here and there. Yeah. Um, also, another thing that I want to see if I can do, I mean, I'm going to try. Like, the animation the animation stuff I really want to do because, like, I know all sorts of uh, bits and pieces of trivia, and I think that, uh, you know, it's uh, interesting to put them, like, in video format. And one of the reasons why I like, you know, for example, uh, VTubing, you know, mm. standing here as this uh, uh, as this uh, Atlantean shaman boy. Uh, I'm a, uh, Yeah, uh, by the way, I'm a boy. <laughs> yeah. Or rather, or or rather, or rather, uh, Kyrie is the boy. Let, let's put it like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 the the voice actor, perhaps not, but yeah, I feel yeah. 
Um, but uh, yeah, one of the things that I love about about this is that yeah, you can be like an anime character talking about all sorts of uh, d different things. Like if if you want if you want to be like a voice actor, well, not a voice actor. If you want to be a VTuber, so an anime character. And for some reason, you want to talk about the works of, oh, I don't know, Ralph Bakshi. Like, there's nothing saying that you can't. It's going to be it's going to be a little bit off the beaten path. It's going to be a little strange, but it's going to be like a crossover that nobody asked for. But that, you know, I more than welcome it. <laughs> you know, sometimes the things that nobody asks for are the best things, though. I mean, yeah. it, it could be hit or miss, but like, I think. I don't think trying to go with something new is bad in content creation. Mm -hmm. Worst case, it it flops, and and you you learn that it's it's there's a reason why nobody was doing it. Best case, hey, you have a new niche. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, what I was saying is, other than the other than the animation, um, other than the animation shorts, I was thinking maybe that, and th but this is still just a maybe. I still have to think if I have like enough topics to uh, to talk about. Um, so uh, I'm from Atlantis, as I've mentioned before here on stream. Uh, but there's like many, many, many different versions of Atlantis uh, throughout fiction. Let's put it like that. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean. I mean, the very existence of Atlantis is. I'm just gonna put it. I'm just gonna put it like this. It's fiction, okay? It was something that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was something that Plato made up to make a point about Athens being like super cool, you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, uh, it, it, it's a good point. Yeah. So, uh, but there, but there is but there is interesting stuff. There is there is interesting stuff to be found in the many different adaptations that Atlantis got over the years. Um, because that's that's one of the reasons why I why I kind of love the myth is because like if you want to adapt it you can go in all sorts of different directions. Like and uh, I've mentioned this before on my own streams like uh, if you want to go more mil militaristic you can, if you want to go more mystical you can, if you want to go more like uh prehistoric almost you can if you want to go super advanced civilization almost sci-fi you can if you want to go more fantasy you can like it's mm -hmm. it's fair game you know <laughs> yeah i i mean so i i love yeah. all the different various versions because I, I i love the atlantis myth too same with like king arthur and whatnot but my oh, favorite yeah. is still the one that disney did i they nailed it with that one it because it's yeah. it's got the high-tech sci-fi feel but also like the sort of like mystical feel to it too. It's oh. yeah, and, and they also even like rolled into the militaristic part because those those ships, mm -hmm. that the big ones those those weren't built to move people around. Those were built to mess stuff up. Like <laughs> yeah, the Leviathan, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, like uh, Disney's Atlantis is amazing. Like it, it was, it was super maligned when it first came out, and I'm like, <sighs> I feel, I feel so, I feel so bad for the filmmakers because they were so confident in what they were doing, and you can tell. I mean, 
If I have, if I gotta, if I'm gonna be honest, there is one thing about the movie that I don't really like. Oh. One one thing, and uh, I talked about this in my last stream. I've been playing. I've been actually playing the PlayStation One game uh, of Atlantis. By the way, I Disney's saw that. Atlantis. Yeah. Saw that. <laughs> uh, and um, and uh, in the cutscenes, like in you know the the scenes that they include that they include of the. Um, of the of the movie because you know back in the early back in the early 2000s and late 90s how did you enjoy movies that were still in theaters and that you had to wait forever for them to come out on VHS <laughs> you had and you had the you had those little cutscenes in uh, the licensed video games you had the same thing with uh, at least I don't I don't want to stretch myself too too much but at least with Tarzan and Toy Story 2 you had that Oh my uh, and, god! And you had and you have that <laughs> and you have that with Atlantis as well. Uh, so yeah, they included this. They included a scene of her talking to her father about uh, you know how they're not doing very well. Blah blah blah. Okay, and uh, I actually paused the stream and talked about how, in my opinion, the one part that I don't like about the the Atlantis movie is the fact that they decided to go in. Uh, they decided to go in the direction of having the Atlanteans be like nigh immortal. And, oh. uh, and why don't like, and I can understand why they, I can understand why they did that because they wanted the emotional connection to Kida right from the get go, which was not even part of the original plan. Like you've heard of the Viking prologue, right? The Viking. Pro oh no, I haven't. Oh, okay. So there. Okay, so there is a prologue of the movie. Oh wait, no, 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 no. no. I do know this. Sorry. I, okay. I, okay. No, no, no. Go on though. Go on though. Explain for people who don't know. <laughs> I, I, my brain started for a moment there. That's why I was like, wait, a okay. Viking prologue. I didn't have it categorized like that in my head. Go on. Okay. Uh. Okay. So basically, one of the very first scenes that they animated of the movie was a prologue. Uh, in which you had uh, a bunch of Vikings trying to find Atlantis with the Shepherd's journal in hand, and uh, and uh, getting uh, basically destroyed slash killed, and yeah, unambiguously killed by a sea monster. Well, they didn't know. Well, they thought it was a sea monster. It was actually the Leviathan. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. And uh, and when they got that when they got that prologue to one of the uh, I don't know I think it was one of the producers actually I don't remember which one don't remember I don't remember his name uh, I don't know if it was Don Han it could have been Don Han he was pretty involved with uh, with stuff in the Disney Renaissance and uh, the later years as well. Mm -hmm. Um... But yeah, uh, he went, like, he looked at it, he watched it, and he was like, you know, I think I have a better idea for this. Like, this this is lovely. This is lovely, don't get me wrong, but uh, okay, so what if we start the movie with Atlantis sinking, and you see Kida, and she sees the destruction happening around her. So, mm. basically... 
that means that the, the audience immediately creates a connection with, uh, with Kita. The audience also gets to see Atlantis, not just like 45 minutes into the movie almost. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and basically it serves us much better foreshadowing as to, as to what comes as to what comes later. Now mm -hmm. I can understand all of this. I can understand all of this. And I do think that it was the right way to go. Like compared to the Viking pro a prologue as cool as that would have been. And uh, like, you know, not since the black cauldron did Disney have like uh, a body count that high. Oh, black cauldron was so good. <laughs> in a though. movie. In they cut, need to do in more stuff like that. Or not. Um, but, uh, yeah, but black yeah, cauldron so... was great. Uh, sorry, I just I <laughs> that, love Black that's, Cauldron. That's okay. <laughs> that's a, there's a lot to like about it. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, even historically, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, so yeah. Um, so yeah, but that also meant that okay. So if we meet Kida later on, that means that she's almost ten thousand years old. Yeah. That okay. And. Go on, sorry, the, we're probably going like, to say the same thing. Yeah, and like, I can understand Kida's whole thing. Okay, yeah, she doesn't know how to read. She doesn't know the, significant, the significance between of the buildings and the, and the pictures and uh, like, and she doesn't know how to make, you know, the little... Um, Ketaks. That's that's what they call the little motor, the little hovering motorcycle things. Uh, yeah, the, they call them ketaks, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, she does. She doesn't know how to operate one. Um, and then all of that makes sense because she was a, because she was a child. She was a she was a toddler when the fall of Atlantis happened, and her father doesn't want anyone else to know the secrets of uh, what made their civilization once great. And that's fine. What about everyone else? What about yeah. everyone else who was who was already an adult, a working a working age adult in Atlantis when it fell? Yeah. Like there's no like there's no excuse for them not knowing how to read, not knowing any of this stuff. Like Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I agree. That's... Like did everyone agree to not pass this knowledge down? Like what's going on? Like Yeah. Did... Is is the oldest person in Atlantis the king and like everyone who was like knew what was like how to do stuff like die off at this point like yeah but it, like if that's the if that's the case then why is Kita still alive as well yeah no it it makes it, it there's definitely like a disconnect there and yeah uh, it yeah I I mean I I have some of the same problems there there's always like little plot holes like that. Yeah, uh, and I I hate to I hate to be the the Titan AE brain rock guy, but Titan AE has similar problems where it's like, okay, you built an entirely new planet with this spaceship. What? Why couldn't you? If you had all this technology to do that, why didn't you just terraform a random planet? Like, <laughs> come on, yeah, come on, <laughs> Mars is right there. <laughs> just yeah, move it in place. Have... Yeah. Didn't have, didn't even didn't even have to go that far. Yeah. Unless 
unless the, unless the whole unless the whole uh, dredge dredge thing was part of the plan from the get go, and uh, they couldn't find a way to make them cooperate or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I only watched the movie once. <laughs> yeah, no, fair. It God, it's such a good movie though. <laughs> like it's got it's got like half a dozen different weird plot holes if you look, but like if you don't yeah. look. It's fantastic, but once you start yeah. looking, the cracks appear, and it's like, man, this is really well animated, but the story makes no fucking sense after a certain point. Yeah. It's yeah. okay though. I love it anyways. Yeah, no, like same thing with the uh, same thing with me and Atlantis. <laughs> I I have the like, yeah, I, exact same I love issue it. with Atlantis. I love it like warts and all. <laughs> yep, yep. No, that's how it is with a lot of these shows. It's, it's just it's just frustrating because then you want to imagine how things work in this universe and you can't because it makes no feasible sense. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> uh, like, because then you have to figure out what the filmmakers did and then you're like, uh, like, th there's no feasible way. I mean, there is, but they didn't, they didn't talk about it, so it's, it might as well not exist. No, so like, for sure. You have it to... You have to come up with your own reasons, and that that is immediate. That immediately goes into the realm of fanon, and like th that's mm, like yeah, nothing against nothing against fanon, but there's but there's a very but there's a very distinct difference between working with fanon and working with canon. Mm -hmm. You know, like you can, no, like if sure. you're like if you're if you're for example, if your fan fiction takes only canon as its base and keeps fanon out of the way it's gonna be a lot more it's gonna be a lot more solid I, I, at least that's what i feel because it's gonna be because it's gonna be uh accessible to everyone instead of just being accessible to people familiar with the fanon yeah no for sure uh dad not brings up a good point it's unfortunate because during that era world building was not really cared about they were kids movies quote unquote after all yeah and yeah early 2000s was terrible for world building yeah no, like, and you know, you know what the worst part with Atlantis is? Like, they had a shit ton of world building done with how, like, how the city was able to survive all those years, you know, underground. Like, they had a whole slew of, uh, they have a whole slew of, like, production notes and, uh, and little tidbits and stuff. Like, everything that you see on the movie has a reason to be there you know the the scenes in the city and stuff like everything everything was thought out except for this which is kind of important yeah but, it, well, yeah that's <laughs> it, yeah the, i feel like you can find that in a lot of i mean particularly from that era just a lot of weird yeah. just like huh you never really explained that, did ya? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I think my favorite example of that, where they just are like, yeah, f fuck it, we ball, though. Like, and just like, yeah, we know, but we don't care <laughs> because it's cool, is Treasure Planet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sailing ships in space with salt. Okay, I'm sorry. That's ridiculous, <laughs> and I'm here for it. Yeah. Like uh, Treasure Planet is actually is also is also another movie that I love and uh, like actually that that is that is an interesting thing. Okay, so we just mentioned three movies that came out like one year 
one year between each other. Okay, so uh -huh. we have Titan EE came out, came out, came on in 2000. Atlantis came out in 2001, and Treasure Planet came out in 2002. And they're all animated movies that are action and that are action oriented, and that mm -hmm. are not what you would expect from the from the respective people who made them. Like <laughs> yeah, they also all got ground under the boot of bad marketing. <laughs> yes, yes, they did. Yeah. Yes, they did. Holy crap! It's like it's like they were trying at that point, and like, ugh. oh, oh, oh like, no, like... no, no! Treasure Planet was marketed badly on purpose. Oh, yeah, no, dude. no. Disney, dude, dude, Disney is... shot it in the foot on purpose because they didn't, they didn't want to do it. Ah, uh, that is so bad. Yeah, no, because the. It... It was a passion project by the two guys who made it and they like had to do Dude. like three or four movies before they were allowed to do it and then disney was like yeah oh, by the way man. we're gonna kill the marketing for this and market really? lilo and stitch instead really like really john musker and ron clements wanted to do that movie ever since oh i don't know the late 80s i'm gonna guess yeah no it was a big project that they'd wanted to do for a long time and then they finally got to do it after I think they I think they had to do like three or four projects before they finally got the permission to do I mean, it. Uh, before I mean before that before before that let me let 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 me let me let me think let me think of the of the movies because like uh, yeah I have I have a Disney I have a kind of a Disney encyclopedia in my brain. Heck yeah! Uh, so... <laughs> you and Shafflerus okay. Productions both. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've I've watched uh, I watched a lot of Shifrila's production and productions uh, a few years back, like two years ago, I think. Then I then I kind of stopped because, unfortunately, he kind of ruined some of the fun that I had. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. Like um, he, I I think that he was I think that he was a little too harsh on movies like Raya, and uh, Frozen. I think. Oh, he's definitely very harsh on Frozen. Uh, Raya, yeah. I couldn't... I I got, like, a, a few minutes in and I dropped it. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, no, it like, did not vibe like, with me. Look, 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 it's... Look, it's entirely... It's entirely understandable. Like, it's just that it's a movie that I... That I really was, you know, kind of looking forward to. And uh, seeing, like... And I don't like... Basically this. I don't like being told what to think about about something mm, mm. no i agree so so like so when i so when i started like like the movie had just came out the movie had just had just come out and i had just watched it like once and i thought it you know pretty okay but then i saw his review and he just like went all out you know bashing it to the ground and i was like dude come on like, yeah it wasn't it that bad to... yeah like it, it doesn't have to be like that dude um and like and looking and like looking back like uh i haven't i haven't rewatched it yet that's my own fault <laughs> yeah but like especially like comparing it to something like Encanto, i can go like oh yeah okay now i can okay now i can see now i can see the problem <laughs> yeah i think oh god like, Encanto. Encanto, Encanto, Encanto is is a much it's a much more solid movie 
It's so good. I've I've watched yeah. Encanto like uh four times now. Like Yeah. Genuinely the day after I watched it, I watched it again. I, I I'm not even kidding. I did that too. I did it's that too. Oh so my good. Oh my goodness. And oh and uh, like uh oh and I can tell you I can tell you like an interesting little thing that my brother did with me because I was like uh, my favorite character in movie in the movie is Bruno. Oh. Uh he's a treasure. And yeah. <laughs> and uh after we watched the movie, after I watched the movie with my brother, uh he went like he went to look for uh, who voiced him because at the time we you know we just watched we just watched in there we didn't know any of the voice actors we watched like the credits and we went like huh John Leguizamo uh, who is that why is that why does that name sound familiar mm. uh, and uh, and my brother my brother went to went to look for it and uh, he started laughing and I. <laughs> I went like, what, what, what is it? And uh, we played a little game. We play, we we played a little game. He went like, okay, I'm gonna let you guess. I'm gonna let you guess who it is. Okay. Uh, he's from a movie that we want to watch that we haven't watched it yet, but it's live action. And I went like. What? A, a movie that we want to watch, but haven't. But it's also live action, which narrows it down pretty much. Like, uh, I, I I, don't know if I've made it clear, but I'm a, mostly an animation fan. I, I don't enjoy live action all that much. <laughs> same. I There's very little live action I watch these days. It's very select and usually very trashy. Yeah. Um, and uh, And I went like okay uh can you give me a, another clue and he's like okay uh, you're gonna guess almost immediately with this it's a movie based on a video game oh. <laughs> and i'm and i'm like and i'm like a movie based on, on a video game wait no like there, there's not those many like there's a street fighter movie there's the mortal Kombat movie uh what, what else what else what else what else and then it and then it popped in there and like even the color the color is right he's luigi oh my god <laughs> for mario brothers movie okay i don't i haven't actually looked at everyone who's voice acting for the new uh mario movie i just i know what what's his face is doing mario and that jack black is doing bowser yeah, of uh, the and Jack Jack Black Jack Black is Bowser is is one of those castings that at first you'd be like, huh, really? And then you hear it and oh. Yeah, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, it it oh, it works so well. And Do you yield? <laughs> honestly, honestly, I think it's working a little too well with how down bad VTuber Twitter has been for Bowser. It's a little alarming. To say the least, how effective that was. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like, and and people and some, I've seen some people also go like, oh, why did they get why why did they get Hollywood actors for these characters? Couldn't they get voice actors? And I'm like, uh, hello, Chris Pratt and Jack Black have like four 
four four voice acting credits each to their name by now. Oh, I, t I think Jack Black has a few more than that. Yeah, no, like, that's why I said at least. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Jack Black's huge into voice acting, actually. Uh, yeah. I love... Because he, I mean, he's he did no, Kung Fu Panda, he's no, right? He, he, did, uh, he, did at least, he did at least Kung Fu Panda and that one shark in uh, Shark Tale. Oh, God, Shark Tale. At, at least. And I'm pretty sure that he did more stuff that I'm not remembering right now. I, I know he's done more stuff that I'm not remembering. Uh, I'll have to... One moment. Go go off. Feel free. Because uh, there was... Uh, you were talking about the actor who... Uh, was voicing Luigi in this movie, right? Uh, no. I was talking about the actor who played Luigi in the 1993 live-action Super oh, Mario in the 1993 one. Oh! Yes. I... Okay. That Never mind. That's where that's where that's where John Leguizamo uh played Luigi. Okay. So yeah. So now so now uh, Luigi and Bruno are forever intrinsically linked in my mind. <laughs> Reasonable. I uh <laughs> I the color scheme doesn't help. It's it's not the same, but like one of the <laughs> actors I follow a lot is oh my god, I'm forgetting his name. Uh but he, he plays Ronan Dex in Stargate Atlantis and he was Aquaman. Um mm. uh, what version of Aquaman? The the movie one that's recent. Uh da, 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 oh, what's J Jason Momoa. Momoa. Yeah, I follow him in everything he does because he he plays the same character in every movie <laughs> and TV show, but it's a really good character. <laughs> like the That's how, great. How how Aquaman acts in that movie if you've seen the Aquaman movie that Marvel did recently or not Marvel that DC did recently. Um mm. that that's the <laughs> character he plays through the entirety of Stargate Atlantis. Um mm. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's it's just it's perfect, and he just he yeah. plays the same character and everything, and I'm here for it. <laughs> I mean, uh, I even before even before uh, even before I became like this, uh, I was interested in uh, in watching the Aquaman movie because I know that it's at least at least what i've heard is that it's not very good it's very very dumb but it's a lot of fun and i'm all for that <laughs> it's it's of it's from like a storytelling perspective it's whatever right but like from just a okay we're here to tell a story not because it's a good story but because it's a fun story it's great yeah. and then just the the they did really well on the cgi and all of that which i i guess it does fall into animation because holy moly there's a lot of cgi in that oh my god yep and it's really good cgi too <laughs> what's going what's going on in chat here i think someone is putting in some precepts uh, of Something yeah, other and, there uh, there has been a lot that. of a lot of Zote role playing, which is a bit off uh, off topic. I would appreciate it if we kept things on topic, but yeah. Mm -hmm. And whoa, okay. 
Um, yeah, no, it's been going on for it's been going on for a while. I just didn't want to disrupt the flow of the conversation. So no, we're uh, and this person is getting removed. Yeah, uh, I I just didn't. Yeah, I also just didn't want to disrupt the flow of the conversation. But it would be nice if we uh, stayed on topic with the uh, what we're talking about. That would be yeah. fantastic. Uh, one moment. Yeah. Hmm. There we Aquaman go. Aquaman was the blast. It was dumb fun. Yeah, that's that. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping for when yeah. I watch it. No, it, that... those movies are on HBO Max, right? I, I have mean, supposedly. I uh, I don't know what's on what streaming platforms. <laughs> I uh. I buy Blu-rays of the stuff I like uh, after the fact. We'll just put it that way. Good, good, good. You can still do that. You can still do that here in here in uh, here in Portugal. This stupid country—they're phasing out every every uh, every physical media. You can't buy Blu-rays anymore, or DVDs, or anything. It sucks. Yeah. No. Uh, that's awful. I. Yeah, I had to. I had to import my Sonic Two DVD, DVD no Blu-ray from from France. Oh, the the death of physical media, it, it, like because it, it, there is an active attempt to kill off physical media is it, it's tragic because like even if like I don't want the physical copy a lot of the time, like I I still want the option to have it if I yeah. if I want it right. It's just yeah. And like I, I have a lot of physical physical media. I don't actually use the physical media. I have copies elsewhere, uh, digital copies that I keep locally stored. Uh, but yeah. you know, because that that's I mean it's more efficient. And then I just keep the I, that way I don't have to have it on a shelf. I can keep it wrapped in the plastic and put it away where it's safe, <laughs> uh, just in case I need the backup. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh. uh... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That topic makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially what's been going on with libraries and whatnot. Let's move away from the sad stuff, though. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, I did one other topic I wanted to touch on. Uh, mm -hmm. was I don't know how familiar familiar you are with stuff like this, but Western shows that are inspired by anime. Like stuff like Avatar The Last Airbender, Ruby, stuff like that. I don't know how familiar you are with stuff like that, but I'm a big fan of hmm. of those shows. Uh, well, okay. Ruby less so. <laughs> I loved Ruby at the start, and then, yeah, it... Mm. After Monty Um died? After Monty Um died, the vision got clouded, let's say. Yeah. I mean that's that's the general idea that I that I get. Like I was never I was never into Ruby. Uh, I'm just gonna say that straight up. Reasonable. Uh, by 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 the way, um, Monty Um uh, died on my birthday actually. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. For first of, first of February, that's uh, that's when he died. Wow. Uh, like when when I saw when I saw that on when I saw that on the on the news. On my birthday, I was like, "What? Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, my birthday. My birthday is also uh, the date of an uh, of an important uh, uh, happening in Portuguese history, which was uh, 
the killing of the of the king. <laughs> really? Yeah, they killed they killed off a king and the uh, and the and the uh, and the heir uh, in one fell swoop. Uh, one hundred, uh, one hundred, uh, one hundred or so, uh, years before, before I visited, <laughs> before I visited this, the, this timeline, so to speak. Dang. So, yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I, I'm going to be honest, I know very little about Portuguese history. It's not something that I feel like gets covered in uh american classes really yeah no like dude uh there's there's a portuguese people who also don't know a lot about portuguese history because of the way that it's taught and that because of the way that it's taught in schools like it's made so boring it's like uh mm. yeah we don't have that problem over here uh <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah. As I was, uh, as I was saying, um, so yeah, uh, American animation inspired by anime. Uh, well, Western animation actually. Yeah, Western uh, anime. Let, let's be. Let's yeah, Western animation that's been inspired by anime because anime was originally uh, inspired by Western animation. So I think it's fascinating that it looped back around. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, you mentioned you mentioned uh, Avatar, and uh, yeah, like uh, I kind of <laughs> I right. have a weird relationship with Avatar. Okay. And the Wait. main reason, yeah. The, you tread you the, tread on unsteady ground here. Be careful with what I you know. say. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I I can understand that. <laughs> I can understand that. Uh, okay. So, um, my, uh, issue with Avatar, I, I don't know, it's like, it's a weird thing, like, when it was airing, when it was airing, like, originally, like, uh, in, like, in the US, because we, we got things, we got, th we got things, like, one or two years after they came out in the US for a while. Uh, nowadays, nowadays, the, the wait time is much shorter, but, uh, but back, but back then, like, 2000. 2005, 2006, we still had to wait like one to two years for stuff to get localized. Um, and uh, and at the time, I uh, when it first aired, I did follow it, but then, but but then like uh, season uh, season uh, interims happened, and mm. I don't think that I actually watched the entirety of like the fire book uh in in portuguese because i just i didn't catch it I, I just didn't catch it because like again that's that's something that's something else about uh, portuguese translation and localization and whatnot like e uh, the scuff is real i'm just gonna say this the scuff the scuff is real in that uh with you can never guarantee, like, if you don't get a, an entire series right off the bat, you can yeah. never guarantee the quality from beginning to end because it's dubbed in chunks. Yeah. It's in, yeah, it's dubbed in chunks, sometimes even within the same season because they send you the season in chunks as well. Um, so 
and in between in between seasons stuff might happen because like uh one thing that is very unfortunate here in portugal is that you don't have like dedicated dubbing actors you i mean i mean there's people who want to be that but the medium is kind of closed off to them because it's mostly populated by theater and television actors who can't who can't you know make make their entire living out of theater and television and film work you know so that's in, and that's how the dubbing industry in portugal started it was it was it was those people oh, of course this means that most of our early dubs were very very good because you had experts in their field doing them but this also means that there's very little room for people who are mostly interested in the voice acting part of it and not the part of oh this is just a side gig while i'm waiting for my other stuff you know um which and the uh the reason why i bring this up is because there there is like a very nasty tendency of voice casts not being the same whenever there's a break yeah. brought on oh. by those by those chunks yeah no uh like there's been similar issues in the past over here. Uh, I know 4Kids was particularly bad with that. Luckily, I missed most of that, but there's more recent examples by other companies as well. Yeah. So, so yeah, you have... Uh, because, because, yeah, for, for a lot of... Because for a lot of actors, th this, is not, this is not the thing that they want to be doing. What they want to be doing is actual bona fide acting like this this is just a side job to them something to keep them busy while they're while they're not while they're not working on other stuff so when they are working on the other stuff of course they're not going to come back they might come back later if they have time but they can't but if they can't come back now and the and uh, the and the client and the client who's working with the studio wants everything done like as fast as possible um sometimes they want things done for yesterday to give yeah. you an idea mm -hmm. so like there's no time to call and to call everyone back recasts recasts are are an are an are an uh an inevitability so to speak uh yeah, so yeah and I, that sucks and, so yeah and uh that um i don't remember i think that avatar actually didn't get didn't get uh didn't get all that uh it, it wasn't that bad for avatar mm -hmm. it wasn't that bad for avatar i think that most i think that most of the original of the cast that was there in season one stayed throughout uh throughout the entire show uh well, that's including good. some people who yeah uh including some people who don't usually do voice acting which is interesting uh they're like they're their usual like uh, other types of actors you know mainly t television actors um we did have one little bit of a problem though which was our voice for zuko oh no what did they do oh. to my boy what did they do to my boy they made him talk like this oh all no. the time Yeah, no, like, I think that that's actually one of the reasons why I was never able to get into Avatar all that much. 
Because like, like this, the same voice actor voiced, also voiced Sokka. Like, I think that they were expecting the two characters to not really be, uh, like, to not really talk too much to each other. Oh, like, uh, no. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. It was the, so, yeah. It was the same voice actor. And he, he was great as Sokka. But for, for, but for Zuko, he did that. Which is also, by the way, he, he also voiced Kai in the, original, in the original Beyblade anime. And he did the exact same voice. And, like, why do you keep doing this to pretty boys? Why do you keep making them <laughs> sound like... Oh, no. Like, I don't know, like a car that doesn't want to start or something. It's like, <laughs> what? Uh, what? What is your deal? Like, what, what, what about this? What about this character's looks and personality makes you think that this is a this is a good voice for them? Like, <laughs> look, if you want to go edgy, you gotta put on a little bit of the growl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, That's so you, okay. I get it. And, uh, You're forgiven for not being into Avatar the Last Airbender. I understand. Yeah, so yeah, like later on, later on I did later on I did uh go back and watch everything that I was missing, like everything from the Book of Fire. Okay, okay. Uh uh, so yeah, so yeah, I did, I did get, I did get to watch, I did get to listen to Dante Bosco instead of, oh, it's, instead of Old Man River over there. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, good, okay, good, I'm glad you got to experience, the, the voice actor for Zuko yeah. was great in the English dub. Yeah, no, he is, he is. Yeah. Um, but, great actor for uh, a yeah, great no, character. Yeah, but it, it was it, it was very it was very unfortunate because like again one of the reasons that makes Avatar so good is indeed Zuko's character. But how can you mm -hmm. take him seriously when he talks like that? Yeah, Zuko. Yeah, like you, you don't really look forward to seeing him on screen when that happens. So yeah, it it, it yeah. really does show that like you can write a great character, but if you don't cast a good actor for it. Like, it doesn't matter how good your writing is. Yeah. Yeah, it's easier, like... I usually say, I usually say that it's easier for, like, uh, a good script to save a bad, a bad uh, optics than it is for good optics to save a bad script. And I think that the same principle kind of uh, applies here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, I know for me, like, I from what i've seen what i've experienced is like you know you can a bad script uh, a bad script's a bad script generally speaking but a mm -hmm. kind of okay mediocre script can be elevated into a great oh. a great show or movie by a, a great actor but like totally totally a great script can just get by by the same margin though like it doesn't matter how good your script is if your actors are terrible yeah i mean okay you you added that last part but uh but until but until you did uh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say that that's one of the reasons why most of my favorite movies are like sevens out of tens instead of like nines out of tens. Mm. Like I, I like like 
my favorite movies are much more in the line of uh well let's say uh atlantis uh the emperor's new groove the great oh. mouse detective uh stuff like that i'm sorry for you for only using uh the ca cats don't dance if i want to escape if i want to escape the clutches of the mighty mouse <laughs> <laughs> no the great mountains uh, detective is a great movie i i mean all those movies are ones that i'm like I, thinking about i'm like yeah those are really good <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i would go to any of those before i went to any of the of you know what they what people usually call like the pixar greats you know mm -hmm. like because Pixar, because Pixar makes great movies. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I mean, uh, I haven't, I haven't watched, I haven't watched Lightyear yet. The last, the the last. Uh... I don't. don't? It, it's it's you can skip it. It's fine. It it's. Um, here's the problem. I don't want to because I want to watch them all. I'm a completionist. Oh, you're one of those. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, I, I didn't. Have, I have a I, checklist. <laughs> I couldn't finish it because they just butchered Lightyear's character, in my opinion. I, I yeah. don't. I don't like what they did with that movie. I. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard, I've heard of it. I know, I know some spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's... I know some spoilers. I'm not, yeah. I'm not too stingy. I'm not too stingy about spoilers most of the time because it's like for me, it's mostly about what. Uh, what a work of fiction is about mm. um, uh, well no it's more about how it's about it than what it's actually about you know because there's many different ways that you have of telling the same story and i just think that uh, you know people get people get a little bit too hung up on the what's and uh, not and don't think enough about the hows no that's fair uh I, I feel the same way sometimes. I generally prefer to go into things with, like, a fair minimum of spoilers. Like, I want, like, a little bit to tease me in. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I need more spoilers to tease me in than less. But, yeah. generally speaking, uh, I, I usually prefer less spoilers. But I do get the whole, like, the how being more mm -hmm. important than the what sometimes. Because... Yeah. There's a lot of times where it's like the content's good and but it's like it's stuff I've seen before, right? Like Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. For a Sorry, it's not animation, but the thing that comes to mind for me is The Green Knight, that uh movie that came out just mm -hmm. uh, what was it within the last couple of years? That I'm sorry, when I'm sorry, when you think when you when you talk about Green Knight, uh I think of the guy that got mauled by the by the by the black knight in monty python and the holy grail oh my god well i i, I mean to be fair it's the same it's the same character right because it's it's the yeah. king arthur story so like yeah it's like i already know who the green knight is i know his story but the way they did it in the the recent movie it's like the way they did that story it's it very unique and honestly phenomenal it, it's it's one of those live action movies where it's like, okay, this is good. And Dad not makes a good point with Lightyear. It's like time travel needs to be a plot device we stop using. Yeah. I like I like time travel as a starting point. Not so much as the like the main concepts that you're using. I mean, 
my my whole character is about is about time travel. Yeah. So so yeah, it would, it would be kind of hypocritical of me to say that. Oh no, I don't like time travel in in any shape or form. But I do think that it needs to be used sparingly. Like, I am allowed a little bit of leeway because I am a PNG tuber. So like, time travel is part of my lore, and it's something that I can you know kind of joke around with. If I'm going to write a serious story, I am yeeting myself to the future permanently. Yeah, no, for sure. I think uh, I think time travel is fun if it's if it's used to enable like the starting of a story, right? Rather than uh, is the primary uh, as like start of the primary conflict. Like if yeah. Uh, I don't, I, I, I'm not explaining myself well. But mm. but if the driving force of your story is time travel, I think you probably have a problem unless you do it perfectly. Yeah, no, like, because time travel is incredibly hard to figure out properly. Like, unless you have a very, very good idea of how your version of time travel works, mm. it's not... And, like, and I've yet... I have yet to met... To meet uh, a version of time travel that does not have massive holes in it. Yeah, I mean, like, I haven't played. I haven't played a Chrono Trigger, <laughs> by the way. I don't know how the time travel works in in that. Yeah, Chrono Trigger does it pretty well, honestly. But there's definitely like you look at it and you're like, uh, huh. Okay, there's some inconsistencies here. But they also made the game in like literally a year. And for what it is, oh. it's fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But time travel is the explanation for why things are happening is the big issue for me. Yeah, that's that's where that's where you run that's where you run into problems because then you're basically making time travel into the matrix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that and that, like you know, the matrix is a simple enough concept to get behind. Uh, because it is it is fairly well explained, at least in the first movie. I haven't seen a, I haven't seen the the other two, so I can't really say much about the, that. The, what other two movies? I don't know what you're talking about. There's oh, they right. only made they only made one Matrix. What, what right, are you right, on right. about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for holeless for holeless time travel, Harry Potter did well. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, actually, I think that I think that's one of the I think that's one of the solid er. Yeah. Uh, time travel that I've seen. Well, I, I think the thing I like about the Harry Potter time travel is to, that, like, you speak. only... It was very yeah. limited, and then mm -hmm. you had two versions of the same person existing at the same time. Yeah, no, it was, like, it, it was legitimately a stable time loop. Yeah. No, they... they so, that was a good... That's the good... A good version of time travel. I think... I think a good example of why time travel is finicky as a plot device, though, is mm -hmm. um, Doctor Who. Because Doctor Who almost never uses time travel as a plot device. It's right. time travel. Time travel exists to get you to the story of the episode. Almost in yeah, almost no. every circumstance. And yeah, the, yeah. And the times when they do do time travel shenanigans, they're very careful with it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've heard good things about Doctor Who and you're basically confirming that. <laughs> uh up to a point. It it falls off. Yeah. But yeah, it, yeah, yeah. 
They they did a good way, job for a long time. Way, speaking speaking of speaking of Doctor Who, did you know did you know that the only BBC showrunner that wasn't knighted was the one that canceled Doctor Who because the Queen was a fan? What? Yes. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yep. <laughs> Honestly, based. Yes. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we are nearing the two hour mark here. Mm. This is about as long as I want to go with it. This was a fantastic okay. conversation. I want as much as I think we could probably go for another solid four hours. My uh, issue with probably yes. <laughs> my issue with going for another four hours is it doesn't it it's not very digestible. Uh, yeah, I honestly no, like, think two hours is pushing it. Yeah, no, if if people if people want if people want to watch the vod, it's gonna be like, <laughs> dude, I like you could you have a choice between watching the vod and uh, watching uh, Gone with the Wind. I mean, a lot of people would say a, a lot of people. A lot of people would say, uh, watch the VOD because uh, it's much less problematic nowadays, but uh, you, you get my point. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, this was fantastic, though. Hopefully we can talk again someday. Uh, yeah, sure. And do some I'm, other I'm stuff. Up, I'm, I'm, up, I'm all up for it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when that will be. I've got, I've got too many. I've got like three weeks of, of random stuff planned out here and there. So... But maybe, maybe one day we'll, I'll, I'll hop onto your channel, maybe, or you'll hop onto mine or we'll do something. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, yeah. I refuse to commit to anything until I've already fully planned it out because I've, I've had to scrap three things just this month <laughs> because I couldn't commit to them. Uh, I feel bad about it. But anyways, <laughs> without further ado, uh, mm. let's leave them behind wherever. Yeah. Uh, before before we go though, uh, we did talk about it a little bit with yeah. your projects and whatnot. I am gonna link your channel once again for those who have not consumed your content. Uh, do you have anything yeah. cool coming up? Uh, let's see. Uh, besides the besides the animation, uh, besides the animation trivia shorts that I mentioned, and uh, probably the Atlantis, uh, the various versions of Atlantis. Uh, shorts, I also want to see if I can get into making uh, music covers because uh, I love uh, singing and uh, that's uh, one thing that I've wanted to do ever since I realized, oh, hey, that's a thing that can actually be done. It's not like impossible. Uh, I also have a Twitter where I, uh, where I talk about miscellaneous things. And uh, also, um, and also retweet uh, cats and uh, stuff about stuff about animation and retro and uh, retro gaming. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, <clears throat> You've I mean, also I've... been doing a lot of retro games lately, right? Yeah, yeah. the the la The latest one. Uh, I mean, other than other than the Atlantis one. Uh, I've decided to play uh, the Flintstones, the rescue of Dino and Hoppy, which is uh, mostly known around the internet as the basis for uh, Seven Granddad. I... Uh, as <laughs> Alrighty a... then. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, oh. uh, and and today since and today since it's April Fools on my on my Twitter on my Twitter, I decided. 
Well, I decided no. I was possessed by the spirit of a Portuguese prince. And he, <laughs> he knew he no, he know he knows a lot of Portuguese. No, he loves he knows a lot of languages, but no English. So he tweeted in Portuguese. That must have been confusing for the people who usually follow me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I'm gonna be honest. I was trying to find your Twitter earlier, and then I <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, it wouldn't pop up, and so I had to go to my notifications oh, and find you from there. Uh, it was really awkward. Sorry. Uh, no, no, Sorry it's fine. It's it. fine. It was good. I was just, I just was thrown off. I was like, wait, what? Uh, I had to actually remember your, your at too. It was like I can't just search by it by your normal name. Oh, uh, it was pretty funny though. It was pretty funny though. So yeah, uh, and another thing that I want to see if I can do is I was planning on working on a video talking about uh, why I like uh, Holostar's Tempest, um, but I'm not I'm not sure if that's gonna go actually like anywhere because like it's kind of long. Maybe maybe I maybe maybe after I've done a couple of the like the animation shorts and gotten my got my foot back into into video editing mm -hmm. um then maybe then maybe then maybe i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do that and maybe also rewrite a couple of things because uh, some of some of it comes comes a little bit off as a i don't know uh it's kind, kind of like diminishing uh the rest of the you know um popular vtubing sphere and I don't, and I don't want that to be the to be the idea, like um, that I get yeah. off, especially especially because uh, especially because you know everyone works so hard. <laughs> like I don't, mm. I don't want people, I don't want people to think that I'm like, oh no, Tempest is much better than everyone else because blah 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 blah. <laughs> no, that's not that's not the idea at all. <laughs> yeah, well, writing is ninety percent editing, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I am going to take us out of here. Looks like we both okay. gained some new subscribers. It's been a fantastic stream. Heck yeah. Thank uh, you. All right. Without further ado, wherever you may be, whether it's morning, evening, afternoon, or night, I hope you have a good one. Talk to y'all later. Take care of yourselves. Bye.